Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Tika Taylor. Today's subject is self-esteem. Yes, I said it. We're going to be talking about the self-esteem. Now, what is self-esteem? Self-esteem is how well we value ourselves. It is how we perceive our value to the world and how valuable we think we are to others. Self-esteem influences how a person thinks, behaves, and interact with others. Self-esteem has nothing to do with actual talent, ability, intelligence, physical attractiveness, or personality type. Self-esteem is the inner voice that tells you whether you are good enough to do or achieve something. Self-esteem is our perceptions and beliefs in who we are and what we are capable of doing. Self-esteem is having confidence in our abilities. Self-esteem is the immunity system of our mental and emotional health. When we experience high self-esteem, we are protected from life's trauma and crisis. We can recover and heal faster from life's difficulties. Self-esteem gives us the strength and flexibility to take charge of our lives and help us grow from our mistakes. Self-esteem can be misaligned with other people's perception of who we are, especially during childhood. It is our parents' responsibility to build up our self-esteem as children. They are the mirror to show us who we are and what we are capable of doing. If they speak positivity and treat us respectfully, then we get a pretty picture of who we are and we develop high self-esteem. Self-esteem can change from situation to situation, from day to day and hour to hour, depending on how the person feels. People with high self-esteem are not perfect, but they know how to handle life's challenges and difficulties without losing themselves or blaming themselves. They don't internalize negative experience and keep a positive outlook on life no matter what the situation may be. Their focus is on solving the problems and making things better. Now let's discuss some examples of positive self-esteem, right? Now, one of the traits of having positive self-esteem is strong self-identity. Knowing who you are. Strong self-identity. Knowing who you are. When a person has strong self-esteem, they know exactly who they are as an individual as a person, as a human being, as a man or woman. They know their role in society. They know their responsibilities. They know what they can and cannot do. So they know who they are and they accept who they are, right? Now, the other trait of having high self-esteem is self-acceptance. They're comfortable in their own skin, okay? Self-love, appreciation, self-respect. So if you have high self-esteem, you're going to 
know who you are. You have a strong sense of self-identity. You're going to accept yourself. You're going to be comfortable in your own skin. And you're going to have self-love and self-appreciation and self-respect. You're going to have confidence. You're going to believe in your own ability. Self-direction and discipline. You're going to be able to exercise self-control and self-discipline. You're going to know when to and when not to. You're going to be optimistic. You're going to be realistic. You're going to have non-blaming behavior, non-judgmental. Because you know who you are, because you've accepted yourself, because you love and appreciate and and, and have the self-confidence, there's no need for you to blame other people for your behavior or be judgmental. You don't have that need because you're comfortable in your own skin. Another trait of having high self-esteem is an awareness of personal strength. You know your strengths as a person. As a human being, as a man or woman, as a parent, as a professional, you know your personal strength. You have an ability to make mistakes and learn from them. As human beings, we all are going to make mistakes. When you have high self-esteem, you can forgive yourself for making those mistakes and you can learn from it. All right. The other trait of self-esteem is an ability to solve problems. You're not going to dwell in your mistakes. You're not going to find someone to blame. You're going to exercise your ability to solve problems. And you're going to solve the problem. You're not going to be dependent on anybody else to solve your problems if you have high self-esteem. You're going to be independent and you have a cooperative attitude if you have high self-esteem. Feeling comfortable with a wide range of emotions. If you have high self-esteem, you're comfortable in expressing your emotions. From anger, to love, to passion, to vulnerability. You're going to be comfortable because you have accepted yourself. You know yourself. You love yourself. You appreciate yourself. And you know as a human being, you have a a wide range of emotions that you can feel. Feeling comfortable. Feeling comfortable with yourself and your emotions. An ability to trust others. If you have high self-esteem, you have an ability to trust other people. Why? Because you trust yourself. You know that you are a trustworthy being. You know that, that you're capable of making the right choices. You know that you have the skills, you have the experience, you have the knowledge. And so you believe when you have high self-esteem that other people can have the same thing. So you can trust them. A good sense of personal limitation or boundaries is very important for you to have boundaries. When you have high self-esteem, you know the limitations of your boundaries. You've established boundaries for yourself and for others as well. You're not going to allow other people to disrespect or violate you. The same way you're not going to violate or disrespect anyone, you're going to establish personal boundaries and you're going to respect other people's personal boundaries. So we just discussed all the positive traits of having a high self-esteem. All right. The last one is your ability to say no. 
Okay, in establishing personal boundaries, you know that you can say yes and you can say no whenever you get ready. You're not going to feel guilty or feel responsible for someone else's reaction because you're saying no. So having high self-esteem allows you, you know, to say yes to what makes you feel good and comfortable and what's in your best interest. And you have the ability to say no for something that's not necessarily good for you. Okay, now let's talk about the opposite. Now, what is low self-esteem? We just discussed high self-esteem. Let's review what is low self-esteem. Now, there are many reasons why a person might develop low self-esteem. Any experience that makes a person feel less than and not good enough will lower their self-esteem. A person's self-esteem is damaged whenever they feel unworthy, incompetent, and incapable of doing something. When a person feels powerless and helpless to change their situation, their self-esteem is negatively affected. Any event, circumstance, or situation that prevents an individual from realizing their full potential can reduce their self-esteem. Some people can have low self-esteem when they are denied their human and civil rights. These people who are treated with disrespect, contempt, and cruelty are told they are not valued in society. Okay, so if someone is violating your human rights and your civil rights, they're basically telling you that you're not good enough. You're not important. You're not special because of whatever reason that they deem so. Okay, that will definitely destroy your self-esteem and make you feel bad. Some people who are living in poverty and are denied access to resources develop low self-esteem because they are stigmatized as the unworthy and non-productive members, you know, of the community or society. So people who are living in poverty tend to have low self-esteem. Now, not everyone, but the majority of people, because they are denied access to resources for them to have their basic necessities. Living in an environment where there's constant dysfunction, there's constant problems, constant negativity, constant challenges, that will definitely break down and erode your self-esteem. Some people who are abused verbally, emotionally, physically, or sexually can develop low self-esteem. This experience makes the person feel unworthy and unimportant. Some victims of domestic violence or other forms of abuse feel bad because they cannot stop the abuse and they blame themselves for allowing it to happen. Of course, the victim is not to blame for their own victimization. It's always the abuser who is responsible for his or her violent behavior. But some people internalize that. Now, some people who repeatedly make poor decisions or questionable choices can feel like a failure, which can lead to low self-esteem. Some people who experience hardship, suffering, and pain for a long period of time can develop low self-esteem because they feel bad about themselves for going through repeated crisis. Some people who are experiencing addiction, 
alcohol, drug, food, sex, or gambling addictions develop low self-esteem because they feel powerless and hopeless to change their situation. Some may experience temporarily an increase in self-esteem due to the effects of the drugs. They may feel good, you know, they're the life of the party, they look like they're having a good time, but this is is an external stimulus and it fades away with the drugs, leaving the individual feeling worse about his or herself for failing to have control over their addiction. So it becomes a cycle that's repeated. They go up feeling really good when they're under the influence of the drug and when they come off, they crash and feel real bad. Okay, and then they go back to use drugs because they feel real bad. So it becomes a vicious cycle until they get help. Now, some people who have mental, emotional health problems, medical health problems, learning disabilities or physical disabilities may experience low self-esteem because they feel bad about their chronic condition. Okay, it's very disturbing if, if you have some type of physical or mental problem that prevents you from living and being happy and exercising your fullest potential. Now that will definitely dampen your spirit and cause you to go into a state of depression, which definitely can affect your self-esteem. Some people who experience oppression and discrimination are more likely to develop low self-esteem because they are being dehumanized. People who are rejected and ostracized by society are taught to perceive themselves as less than. We call that developing an inferiority complex because these individuals who are oppressed and discriminated against, they are given the message that they are not valued in society and that they belong outside of mainstream society and they are not given access to what everybody else in the society is given access to. So they do feel rejected. They do feel like, you know, they're not part of the society. Definitely that will bring on low self-esteem. Some people may appear externally based on their behavior or reaction to have high self-esteem, but internally they struggle with low self-esteem due to personal challenges and past trauma, all right? You can see these people, they sound like they have high self-esteem. They look like it. They may dress really nice. They may be professional. They may be very physically attractive, but inside they feel bad. They don't value themselves as a human being or as a person because of their current personal challenges or their past trauma. All right, so we can't judge people based on appearance because some people may look like they have high self-esteem, but in actuality, they suffer from low self-esteem, okay? Now, some people who do not meet society's unrealistic standards can develop low self-esteem because they feel like a failure because they're not meeting society's standards. So let's discuss some of these standards that society may have and why it is very difficult for some people to live up to that standard. And when they don't live up to that standard, they can feel real bad and they can feel not worthy or not good enough, all right? One of the standards that society have, especially for women, society have beauty standards and attractiveness standards. Okay, so in order for one to be considered 
beautiful and attractive and desirable, they have to meet these standards, right? In a society where you have millions of people, all right, in this country, in the United States, but around the world, you have almost more than 7 billion people, everyone cannot meet that beauty standard. Everyone is not going to look a certain way. Everybody's not going to be shaped a certain way physically. Everybody's not going to have certain physical traits. Okay? So if the standard of beauty for women, you could say they have to be tall, they have to have blonde hair, and they have to have a thin lip and long nose. I mean, and they're going to have to have a certain physical type. Not every woman on this planet is going to be able to meet that definition of beauty. So the women who fall outside of that standard, who fall short of that standard, those women can feel real bad about themselves. Perfect example, now we have the trend of people getting plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery to enhance their bodies. And we could see that happening because these people, a lot of them, I'm not saying all of them, they feel bad about themselves because they don't have what society considers to be physically desirable and attractive. So they go and they pay thousands of dollars in order for them to change their physical features and appearance so they can meet this standard, this societal standard of beauty. Okay? And if they don't, they really do feel bad. So they base their worthiness, their value on the fact that they can meet those standards. So if they fall below those standard of beauty, then automatically they feel bad. They feel unattractive. They feel not good enough. They feel undeserving. So we really have to check ourselves when we encounter these unrealistic standards. We have to know that they're unrealistic, that they're not okay because everyone is not going to look a certain way physically. Everyone is not going to have a certain physical trait because everybody's genetics are different. Everybody's physical inheritance are different. So we all not supposed to look all alike. We all not supposed to have a certain body type. So let's continue to deal with a society, some of society's unrealistic expectations. All right. Now society's definition of femininity and masculinity. All right. Now, in order for one to be considered masculine enough or feminine enough, we have to meet society's unrealistic standards of masculinity and femininity. Okay. Now, all, all men are not going to be 6'3 and 200 and something muscular, you know, pounds. And all men are not going to be physically as attractive as the celebrities and athletes. Okay, so a lot of men feel less than and not good enough because physically they don't meet those qualifications. All men are not 6'3". Okay, now what's the standard of attractiveness for a male in this society, in the Western society? They say tall, dark, and handsome. Okay, not all men are tall. Okay, we have men who are 5'5", we have men who are 5'10", 5'11". So these men, if they are adhering to society's unrealistic standards, will feel bad about themselves. They will develop low self-esteem if they don't meet that 6'3 standard. And and it's not their fault. They're born, you know, predisposed to be a certain height. So we have to be very careful And if, you know, when we trying to meet society's unrealistic standards, all right? So the standard of femininity 
in this society, they could say a woman who is feminine, she has to wear a certain type of clothing. She has to reveal certain body parts, such as her breasts, and she may have to, you know, show some booty or whatever it is that society is saying. And if she's not physically equipped to do that, and she doesn't want to do that, then sometimes they can question her femininity. And if she feels like she's not feminine enough because she's not wearing the skimpy clothes, she's not wearing the excessive makeup, she's not wearing a weave in her hair, or she's not perming her hair, yeah, some women could start feeling bad because society would consider them to be unattractive because they're wearing their natural hair because they're dressing in a modest way. You know, they could consider them to be not attractive. So a lot of women, you know, are conforming to society's unrealistic expectation of them by just buying in to those ideas of what is femininity. Okay, some women, you know, will behave in a hypersexual way, in a flirtatious way, because they're trying to meet this standard. Okay, the standards that's set by the TV social media, advertisement, okay, the fashion industry. And those standards are very unrealistic because not everyone is going to be able to fit into those standards. Everybody don't have the same body type. Everybody don't have the same lifestyle. Everybody don't have the same personality. So to to put a standard that says everybody have to look this way and everybody have to act this way, that's unrealistic. And if a person don't do that, then they feel bad and society can put them down and make them feel like they're less than and not good enough. Now, another standard that really kind of make a lot of people feel bad is the accumulation of wealth and materialism. Okay, we live in a very materialistic, capitalistic, individualistic society where everyone is judged based on what you have. The kind of car you drive, the type of house you live in, your neighborhood, your career, your profession, your education level. So if you don't meet those standards, then you could feel bad about yourself. All right. The standard of intelligence. You know, everybody's not going to be a genius. Everybody's not going to have a high IQ, which is okay. It's not necessary. But society tell us that, hey, if you are not operating at a certain mental capacity, you know, if you're not going to be Einstein or any other person that's considered to be brilliant or intelligent, then you're not good enough. They call you dumb. They call you stupid. And a lot of people won't have a higher education. Most people don't have a college degree. Okay, most people are not going to be high IQ, which is okay. But because of this unrealistic standard, a lot of people feel bad. They feel that they're not good enough because they're not quote, quote, intelligent or they don't have a higher education. Now, standard of religion. Okay, a lot of people are part of a religious community. And if they are an atheist or they don't believe in traditional religion, sometimes, you know, they could be looked down upon, okay? They could be treated as an outcast, all right? They could be put out, you know, of society and say, no, you don't belong here because you're not identifying with one of the religious beliefs. And people from different cultures, sometimes those people are not accepted in the mainstream culture. They're considered to be a subculture, People from different ethnic backgrounds, people from different racial backgrounds, people from different communities. Sometimes the mainstream society will look down on them and say that they're not good enough, they're not, quote, smart enough, or they're not worthy enough because they're not part of the dominant mainstream community or culture. 
So when these people from the quote, quote, subculture are rejected by people from the main culture, that can definitely make them feel bad and damage their self-esteem. All right, standard of morality and ethics, right? I mean, every culture, every religious group, and every community have their own standard of what is moral and ethics. And then we have a universal standard of what is moral ethics. And some people, you know, can meet those those standards, but some people, they may not meet those standards, whatever it may be. Because they don't meet those standards, some people will look down on them and, and say that, you know, they're not good enough or something is wrong with them. Now, of course, we're not talking about the standards where, you know, you're going to harm someone. Now, you know, I mean, if you're going to kill, you're going to rape, you're going to abuse, you're going to molest. Of course, I mean, this is a universal or universal standard that say you can't do that. Why? Because you're harming another human being. You're taking a life and you're creating distress for other people. Of course, that's a no-no, right? But if your moral standards say that, you know, that you are a carefree person and you embrace nature and you're not materialistic and you're not a person that wants to accumulate all this stuff, it's okay. All right, but the typical capitalistic view would say, no, you have to do this and you have to do that. Now, that's a problem because some people don't want to buy into that mainstream thinking. They don't want to own the latest gadget. They don't want to keep up with technology. And sometimes people tend to look down on these people and talk about them because they're not operating from mainstream standard or morals or ethics. Okay, so now we're going to get into signs of low self-esteem. Signs. What are the signs of having low self-esteem? Self-doubt. Self-doubt. If you're always doubting yourself, okay, you're indecisive. You cannot make up your mind. You don't believe in your own ability to make good choices, okay? That is a sign of low self-esteem. Now, you have to do a little research to find out why do you doubt yourself? Obviously, you know you have low self-esteem, but why? You have to find out why do you doubt? Why don't you believe in your own ability? Why do you think less of yourself? Is it because you think you're not intelligent enough? You think you're not smart enough? You think you're not worthy enough? So self-doubt is definitely one of the main signs of low self-esteem. Self-hatred, okay? You don't like yourself because you don't think that you're good enough. You don't think that you're worthy. You don't think that you're valuable. Why? Because society said so because you don't meet their standards. So self-hatred, when you just don't like yourself, you can't find anything that's good enough. You don't like your body. You don't like your face. You don't like your mind. You don't like your your personality. You know, some people really do have self-hatred and it's caused by low self-esteem and most likely this person developed the self-hatred because they've been around other people who negate them who put them down who told them that they weren't good enough who told them that something is wrong with them so self-hatred is definitely one of the main traits of having low self-esteem self-destructiveness Okay, if you self-doubt and you have self-hatred, of course, you're going to be self-destructive. You're going to practice self-destructive behaviors, such as, we know, using drugs, alcohol, you know, being reckless, being irresponsible, acting dangerous, putting yourself in harm way. 
All those are self-destructive behaviors. And all self-sabotaging is absolutely one of the traits of low self-esteem. You sabotage yourself. It becomes sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because you feel like you're not good enough, because you feel unworthy, you would do things to make sure that you don't succeed, that you're not happy, okay, that you're not well-balanced. So you're going to do things to prove to yourself and to others, yeah, you're right, I am not worthy. Yeah, you're right, I'm not good enough. So self-destructive behaviors are self-sabotaging behaviors. You are the one who's defeating your own self. You become your greatest enemy. Now, another sign of low self-esteem is a form of insecurity. You're insecure. You're not secure in who you are. You're not secure of your worthiness. You're not secure in knowing that you are important, that you bring something to the human family. So you feel insecure. You feel like, you know, you don't quite belong. Okay, and one of the manifestation of the insecurity is jealousy and envy. A lot of people who are insecure are jealous. Okay, they're envious. They feel like, you know, other people shouldn't have anything. Why? Because they should have it. Other people shouldn't be successful. Why? Because they're the only ones. All right. A person who's insecure wants to feel like they're the only one that matter. All right, because of the low self-esteem. But if you're secure in yourself and you know who you are and you know what you have to bring to the world, it's okay if other people are just as good as you. It's okay if other people can enjoy success and happiness. Okay, once you're secure in yourself, you don't mind other people being secure. You want to be around other people who are secure, other people who are just as important or valuable as you are. And you consider other people just as important. But if you're insecure, you feel weak, you feel less than, you feel not good enough, of course you're going to be threatened by people that you perceive are better than you. You're going to be threatened by people that you perceive that have more than you. So it is definitely a sign of low self-esteem when you have insecurities, jealousy, and envy. Now, controlling behavior. People who have low self-esteem have controlling behaviors. They're very demanding because it's all about me, 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 me. You know, they're trying to just make sure that they secure everything for themselves and things are happening the way that they want it to happen because they feel that something is wrong with them, that they're not good enough. So they have to be in a position to control everything, to make sure that everything goes their way to favor themselves. So people who have low self-esteem can be very self-centered. They can be very selfish. And that's the reason why they're controlling and demanding. They're not thinking of other people. They're only thinking of their own needs. Feeling of inadequacy. Okay, they feel not good enough. No matter what they do. And some of those people who have low self-esteem, again, like I said earlier, they may externally appear to have everything. These people may be presidents of companies. They may have a master's degree. They may, you know, have a big corporation. You know, they may have all the material wealth and success. But because they have self-doubt, self-hatred, because they have self-destructive behaviors, because they have insecurities, jealousy, and envy, and they're controlling and demanding, they feel something is not right. They know internally inside that they're not good enough. Why? Because someone down the line sent that message to them. 
okay whether it was a parent whether it was you know some uh, someone in the community whether it was someone in the school somewhere down the line these people got the message that no matter what they have accomplished no matter what they have inside they still feel bad they still feel inadequate they still feel weak and not good enough they feel incompetent okay and that may not be based on any truth there is no validity in how they feel they may be very successful people but because of what they internalize they feel bad they feel not good enough so because of that they walk around with low self-esteem people who are in the category of low self-esteem sometimes they could be very pessimistic they have a negative view of life pessimistic maybe it's because they've had a long history of trauma or they have a long history of being in a dysfunctional environment or being around people that were very abusive dominating and controlling and because of that now they have low self-esteem and they don't see a way out they don't see a way out they feel hopeless they feel powerless they feel weak so therefore you know they have a very negative outlook on life they pessimistic they always see the bad instead of the good they see the glass as half empty instead of seeing the glass as half full they don't see possibilities good possibilities they always see the bad or the negative possibility okay now some of these people you know they may be perfectionists because again they feel like they're not good enough so they feel like they have to prove something to somebody they have to go out of their way and they have to always be perfect or they won't be accepted this is how they perceive reality okay it may not be in reality that they have to be perfect nobody is pressuring or demanding that they be perfect but a lot of time that exists in their own minds because again earlier in their childhood maybe their parents had some unrealistic expectations or unrealistic standards that they had to always fight to achieve they were not accepted and loved for who they are so they had to always prove themselves and if they weren't able to achieve a certain goal okay then they would not be shown any love or acceptance so now they internalize that i have to be perfect in order for me to be accepted love in order for me to be good enough i have to be perfect so they have this perfectionist attitude or mindset okay that is definitely a sign of low self esteem to be a perfectionist because you don't have to be okay you don't have to be a perfectionist you could do everything to the best of your ability and that's good enough that is good enough now a lot of people who have low self esteem are very critical and judgmental because they are very critical and judgmental of themselves so therefore they become very critical and judgmental of other people okay if they don't feel good enough of course they're going to project that onto others they're going to feel like their mates are not good enough they're going to feel like their children are not good enough they're always going to be judging and criticizing putting people down okay now the other sign of being in a position of low self esteem is arrogance arrogance there's a lot of people who are very arrogant all right they think that they're better than others they're always judging they're always comparing themselves to others and they're always trying to put others down to try to make them feel bad all right that is definitely a sign of low self esteem if you're arrogant you have low self esteem okay you you're you're just 
you know, blowing up your sense of self-worth. You're going to the extreme. You're comparing and contrasting yourself and you're putting yourself in a position way above everybody else because in reality, you feel a sense of inadequacy. You feel bad inside. You feel that you're not good enough. So you have to blow yourself up and you have to put yourself above everybody else so you can make yourself feel good. Okay? Now, mistrusting others, even those who show signs of affection. A lot of times, people who have low self-esteem, they have no trust of others. Why? Because they really don't trust themselves. Because they've had numerous bad experiences growing up or in their past where people have violated them, people have used and abused them, or people have taken them for granted. And now, they develop a mistrust. They don't trust anybody. They don't trust themselves sometimes because they don't believe in their own abilities to do what they're supposed to do. Blaming behavior. People who have low self-esteem often don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. Okay, They don't take responsibility for their own choices. They tend to blame other people. They put the blame on others. So if they blame other people, then they don't have to focus on their own inadequacies, their own pain, their own suffering, and their own you know reckless behaviors or they're being irresponsible. It's easier to blame other people. Okay, if your self-esteem, if your self-esteem is low, you feel bad about yourself, you got yourself in a cycle, it's hard for you to get out of it. And it's easier for you just to blame someone, making someone else responsible for your behavior. Fear of taking risks. We're talking about calculated risks. We're not talking about just being reckless and just going around and just being impulsive and just doing things without thinking of the consequence. But people who have low self-esteem, they are afraid of taking chances. They are afraid of stepping out their comfort zone. They always want to be reassured that everything is going to be okay. All right. And in life, there is no 100% guarantee. We make our choices and sometimes, you know, we get what we want. Sometimes we don't. And a part of having a healthy self-esteem is understanding that life is a risk. That in life we take chances. And it's okay if we don't succeed, we can learn from our mistakes and we could try again. But a person with low self-esteem, they already question their 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 uh, intelligence. They're already questioning their 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 capacity to do the right thing. They're already questioning their ability to think. So they're not going to risk it because they don't think that they're going to make the right choices. So they're afraid of taking risks. Feelings of being unloved and unlovable. That's one of the main signs of having a low self-esteem. The individual feels unloved and unlovable. Like something is innately wrong with them. They feel like no one is going to love me. No one is going to care for me. Why? Because I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. And sad to say, a lot of times this comes from childhood where parents, you know, may have abused their child or neglect their child, abandon their child or not provide a very positive environment that was very nurturing and loving. Because of that, a lot of children grow up feeling unloved and unlovable. And that feeling from childhood follows them into adulthood and they never really get over it. They never really get over it. It's just like that child inside, no matter how old they may be, but they still feel like that little child inside that was neglected, that was abused, that was abandoned, that wasn't taken care of. Their needs weren't met. So growing up, they feel that and it doesn't go away. All right. And it produces low self-esteem. Dependency. Allowing others to make decisions for you. That's being indecisive. 
You know, as adults, we have to make decisions for ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. We have, you know, to do what's in our best interest. But people who have low self-esteem, sometimes they could be dependent on other people to make decisions for them because they don't trust their own decision making. You know, they don't believe that they know what's best for them. So they become dependent and sometimes they enter codependent relationships where they give their partners power over them. They're not taking the power. They're not utilizing their own powers to empower themselves, to build themselves, to enhance themselves. They give their power away and depend on someone else to provide and care for them in return for them to love that individual, and which is not healthy. Now, fear of being ridiculed or rejected. People with low self-esteem, they're constantly living in fear. Fear of being ridiculed or rejected. So a lot of times they won't voice their opinion. They won't stand up for anything. They're not going to be noticed. You know, sometimes they'll play small. They they don't want people to see who they really are because they don't believe that they're good enough how they are. All right. Now, these are all the signs that we just discussed of having a low self-esteem. Now, how do we improve on that? What do we do to work at improving our self-esteem? Okay, self-esteem is definitely something that we can work at. We can build our self-esteem. The same way we can destroy our self-esteem, we can definitely build. So we're going to be talking about how to build your self-esteem. Now, it takes time to enhance one's self-esteem. And this process will not happen overnight. If it took you 50 years to destroy your self-esteem or for someone else to destroy your self-esteem, you're not gonna wake up one day and boom, you know, you're healed from low self-esteem. It's going to take time. It takes a lot of hard work to undo feelings of low self-esteem that has been accumulated over a lifetime. It is a difficult task to let go of indoctrinating thoughts that makes an individual perceive him or herself as not valuable and important. Now let's go through some steps to find out how we could build up the self-esteem, okay? Now step number one, finding out why an individual have low self-esteem. How is this low self-esteem being manifested or demonstrated? When is this low self-esteem more noticeable or worse? Okay, I'm going to repeat it. The step one, we have to find out why. Why do you have low self-esteem? Why? Okay, you have to do some soul searching. We have to do some soul searching. You know, how is this low self-esteem being manifested? Now, you can go back to what I said earlier as far as the low self-esteem, you know, the behaviors of low self-esteem, and you could see if those things apply to you. Okay, when this this low self-esteem becomes more noticeable or worse. Okay, because some people, you know, they're fine in their comfort zone. But when they step outside their comfort zone, this is when they notice certain signs of the low self-esteem. Step number two, finding out why an individual do not value, respect, or like him or herself. Why do they feel less than or not good enough? Why? Why do you feel that way? Step three, helping the individual understand their worth as a human being. As a human being. As a human being, you don't have to establish worthiness. The fact that you are born into this planet, the fact that you are here, you are worthy. You are good enough. 
You don't have to own a mansion. You don't have to get a doctor's degree. You don't have to wear the latest brand name clothing. The fact that you are a human being and you are here on this planet, you are born into the human family. You are good enough. You are worthy. And don't let anybody tell you that you're not. Wake up every day feeling good about yourself that you're here, that you're here to have this human experience. All right. Now you're good enough as a person, as a male or female, as a worker, as a parent, as a sibling, a neighbor, a child, family member. You know, you're important. It's important for you to realize that you are valuable, that you contribute something to humanity. You bring something to the table that nobody else can bring. You are unique in the way that you are. You are special. Okay? Now, you make a difference in someone's life. And your presence is necessary in the bigger scheme of things. All right? Everybody don't have to be a doctor or engineer. You simply being yourself, you're contributing something to the world. You living, you're leaving leaving your footprints. The fact that you're here, that you are interacting with other people. You're bringing something to the table. Your presence, your personality, your essence, your love. You're contributing your talents, your abilities. So you have to understand that you are valued as a human being. You have to drill that into your head. You are valuable. Step number four, address some of the main problem that is currently causing or contributing to the low self-esteem, such as the drugs and alcohol problems, unemployment, mental emotional health problems, financial problems, or family and relationship problems. So it's very important that you find out what are the things that are causing your low self-esteem. You know, I mean, it's situation, situation. It could be that you're unemployed right now. So you have to resolve that. Build your self-esteem, know that you are an important person, you're contributing to something, and understand that you're temporarily going through something, and you're not going to allow that circumstance or situation to define who you are. Yes, right now you may not have money, right now you may be homeless, right now, but that doesn't change your worth as a human being. It doesn't change your value. Whether you're giving something to humanity physically or not doesn't change your worth as a human being. The fact that you're here. So if you if you have circumstances that are not working in your favor, you need to address those circumstances and find a solution. Find a solution for the drug problem, solution for the unemployment, for the mental, emotional health, financial problems, or family relationship problems. Don't accept those things as problems. You can actually change them. And as you change those things, you can build your self-esteem because you know that you are capable. You have what it takes. And if you don't have what it takes, you can connect to the resources. You can connect to the support you know, that's available to you to help you resolve these issues so you can build your self-esteem. Step five, encouraging the individual to keep in touch with how they feel during the day. When they identify a negative thought, they have to question why this thought is making them feel bad. Now, we have a lot of programs because of the low self-esteem, because of the past trauma that we experienced or crisis or, you know, we were violated or um, taken advantage of. So because of that, you know, we have been conditioned 
or indoctrinated to think negative things. And by thinking negative things, this is how you end up building a low self-esteem because you have created a world of negativity or you've been placed into a world that's full of negativity and problems. So now you think that's all there is in this life. That's all there is, problems. But it's very important for us to identify the negative thoughts, okay? The negative thought that's telling you you're powerless. The negative thought that's telling you you're not good enough. You have to identify that and change it. Now, step six, teaching individuals to replace negative self-talk with positive affirmation to improve their self-esteem. Countering negative messages with positive, encouraging internal dialogue will change the individual's feelings and belief over a period of time. At first, it may be difficult to repeat and believe this positive affirmation, but with time, it gets better as the individual's self-confidence improves. Occasionally now, the individual may fall back into the old habit of negative self-talk, but regular efforts will keep the individual on track. Developing positive self-image with daily positive affirmation will transform your perception of yourself. Now, some of these positive affirmation, you can repeat is, I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. I respect myself and others. I am lovable and likable. I am confident and strong. I am creating a loving and healthy relationship. I am building a better future for myself. I am becoming who and what I want to be. Okay, those are positive affirmations you can repeat to build up your self-esteem. Step step seven, helping the individual to gain a sense of control over their daily lives. By achieving simple goals, will you know that will give you a sense of accomplishment and make you feel good about yourself. It's very simple. All right, you take it one step at a time. Changing your daily routine to become healthier and happier will help improve your self-confidence and your self-esteem. You know, you can exercise daily for half an hour to improve your general mood if possible. Okay, engage in physical activities such as walking, swimming, dancing, playing a sport, practicing yoga, or learn martial arts or boxing. Okay, exercising daily will help you build up your self-esteem. Maintaining a healthy, well-balanced diet to keep the body and mind functioning well will lift up your spirit. Obtaining adequate, good quality sleep that will help the body and mind function better and that will improve your self-esteem. Eliminating usage of drugs, alcohol, cigarette, and other addictive habits. Some of the addictive habits can be pornography, gambling, food, and sex. It's not just drugs and alcohol. Okay, if you eliminate these things, they will help improve your overall health of mind and body that will improve your self-esteem. Learning to appreciate and respect yourself. Okay, acknowledging all the great qualities that you possess, characteristics and attributes that you have. Okay, now mentally, emotionally, spiritually, professionally, career-wise, social, look into your life and see all the wonderful qualities and attributes and characteristics that you possess. Take note, okay, it's called self-assessment. Evaluate yourself. What do you have? Your good and your bad traits. 
taking notes of one's accomplishments and success. What have you done? What have you contributed? What are your strengths? What are your talents and your skills? Okay, you are aware. Once you become aware of all the positive, the good traits that you have, it's easier to feel good about yourself. Okay, look at all the wonderful things that you accomplish in your life. Look at the small things. It's not always about the big things. All right, you have to see your talents. If you're a singer, you're a writer, you're a dancer, you're a poet. Okay, those are wonderful talents that you have. Look at your strength. You're resilient. You're strong. You know, I mean, you know, you, 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 you're, you're a very positive person. You're always trying to give people advice. You're always helping people. Look at your strength. And when you look at your strength and then you compare them to your flaws, then you see that, hey, it's okay. I have flaws. Yes. You are aware of your flaws and your vulnerabilities and your insecurities At the same time, you also acknowledge that, hey, I have strengths. I have talents. I have a lot of good stuff that I have to work with, okay? Now, improving knowledge, your ability and competency in the area of weakness will help improve your self-esteem. Learning a new skill or discovering something new helps expand one's horizon and open the mind to new possibilities. It's important to learn not to be so hard, judgmental, or critical of yourself. The goal is to become more compassionate, tolerant, accepting, and loving towards oneself. Okay? Redefining or defining one's identity and self-image. Discovering one's cultural, racial, ethnic, gender, sexual, social, national, or religious identity. Who am I? Uncovering one's one's heritage. What's your legacy? Traditions. Assessing one's physical characteristics, personality traits, mental intelligence, emotional capacities, and spiritual foundation. Determining one's core values. What's your belief system and your worldview, your perception of reality? Discovering one's creative expression and passionate endeavors. Learning what is enjoyable and what is repulsive to you. Deciphering what is attractive and desirable about one's life. What do you like about yourself? What do you want to accomplish in your life? All those things will help you build your self-esteem. Now, finally, let's deal with learning to relax and take time for oneself on a daily basis. To be quiet, unwind, and enjoy the simple things in life will improve your self-esteem. Be kind and pamper yourself. It's very important that you take care of yourself. That is part of building your self-esteem. Boasting, okay, boosting one's own morals by treating oneself to something special. All right? Treat yourself to something special. Especially when you're going through a crisis, especially when you you feel overwhelmed. You got to kind of step away from it sometimes and, you know, so you can have a moment to kind of recalibrate, to kind of regroup, to kind of realign yourself. Very, very important. Spend time with family, friends, or people who are positive and living a healthy lifestyle. These people can be a great support system for you. All right. You have family, you have friends, people who are positive, people who are doing positive things. They can definitely help you. These people can serve as a role model to help you develop a positive lifestyle or lifestyle habits, positive ways to communicate and positive alternatives to handling your problems. So the positive people that you have in your life, allow them to help you build your self-esteem. 
You have your parents, you have your friends, you have your co-workers, you have neighbors, people who have your best interests at heart. Now, we can go on and on and on on how to build your self-esteem. There's so much information, but we're going to stop right here. And hopefully, some of this information can be helpful to you in helping you build up your self-esteem. Thank you. Until next time.